Zapapa on 072-567-1567. You won't have to smuggle in a copy of our Book for Book Club today. It's written right here in South Africa. In fact, a very local author because Penny Hoare is just down the road in Hout Bay. You might recall we spoke to her in late 2021 on the release of her debut adult novel called The Wilderness Between Us. You might also remember that previously Penny had penned the children's book Nico, which was about the adventures of a, a vervet monkey. This time around, she's turned her hand to historical fiction in a novel called The Invincible Miss Cust. And the title character is an absolutely unforgettable woman fighting for the right to become a veterinary surgeon in Victorian England, a time when polite society expected nothing more of her but to drink tea, get married and have babies. And the remarkable thing about this book is it's based on a true story. Penny has done a wonderful job of merging historical sources and a bit of poetic license, as one does in fiction, to imagine the life of the indomitable Aileen Cust. Penny, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. Thanks for a fabulous read and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Papa. It's wonderful to be here. For those who haven't read it yet, won't you just briefly tell us a little bit about the real Aileen and who she was? Um, Aileen Cust was born to an aristocratic English family. She was born in Ireland, Tipperary, where her father was a land agent Mm -hmm. um, in 1868. And um, she... She was raised with older brothers. Uh, she was uh, uh, part of a big family and um, had a great uh, innate love for animals from a very early age. And um, she, was, she was raised with her older brothers and her mother um, accidentally allowed her to, um, to be taught um, with her, her brother's tutors, which was um, and done, not done in, in back in the day. Yep. Usually girls of that class were uh, handed over to a governess once they had a very basic education. But Aileen got um, a, a good education because um, her mother let her be educated with her brothers. But when Aileen discovered what a veterinary surgeon was, and the profession was very new at that point, mm-hmm. she, um, she just decided that was what she wanted to do. And... Um, of course, at that stage, uh, it was it was unacceptable for women to want to work, and and um, particularly aristocratic women, it yeah. was considered absolutely demeaning for them to want to work. And not only that, was that they were not expected to get an education beyond a very basic education. There were very few women that were fighting their way into universities, and mostly in the medical field. Yeah, and certainly they were were not expected to work with beasts and um, Aileen she decided this is what she wanted to do she she had this love for animals she wanted to live a life of purpose and she she had to fight her family she had to fight uh, um, the, the patriarchy um, of of the profession she had to fight the law in fact yeah. to eventually become Britain and Ireland's um, first woman veterinary surgeon. So that's the story in a nutshell. How did you stumble upon it, Penny? I mean, it is the most remarkable story and she is the most unforgettable character. Where did you first come across her? I mean, isn't it just the most amazing story? (laughs) You know, when I I finished writing The Wilderness Between Us and I still have another novel that you and I discussed, which is set in the Unkmaas Valley, which is also contemporary fiction, which still hasn't found a publishing home. But when I finished writing The Wilderness Between Us, I was 
Um, thinking about writing something uh, set in a veterinary area, I wanted to be a vet when I was young. I grew yep. up on a farm. I love animals, and I've always been fascinated by um, the power that uh, that vets have. You know, I love to sit in the veterinary rooms and watch um, watch watch the action there. Mm-hmm. And I thought about. Um, Setting, setting it in a rural practice and having a protagonist, probably a veterinarian, uh, a, a woman veterinarian, as the as the main uh, character. Yeah. So I, uh, in, in a way, I was pro- probably regressing to the daydreams of my youth. <laughs> and I, um, so I began researching the idea. I thought, when did women first become vets? And I came across Aileen Cusk immediately, and I was fascinated by her story. I couldn't believe it, and. Moreover, I couldn't believe that nobody had written historical fiction about it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a um, a brief biography that was written yeah. that was published in 1990 by a fellow woman veterinary surgeon in Britain, um, which which is a it was very useful as source material. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it was particularly tracked Aileen's battle with the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. Yeah. But aside from that, there was nothing, and I couldn't believe that nobody had written this absolutely extraordinary story about this this amazing woman so i couldn't not do it <laughs> so it sent you down the rabbit hole searching for additional historical sources penny i know you did a lot of research to be able to complete this book as well as obviously having to fill in the blanks and imagine the personality and the relationships she might have had alongside her, her fight to study but what sort of sources did you come across in the end beyond that um, first biography yeah, so I managed to track down a copy of that biography, um, and I also found um, some some um, uh, some books, mostly around her guardian. So she, her father died when she was very young, and she was handed over to a guardian, uh, Major Fitz Widrington, and they, he was quite a prominent uh, man, and his family were quite prominent. In fact, Aileen's best friend, Dorothy, married to Edward Gray, who was Britain's longest serving foreign secretary of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. So I could get information there. And Aileen had a lifelong friendship with um, Sir Edward Gray. So they were, were, um, I guess, subsidiary stories around her. So there wasn't wasn't a, a lot. But I was very lucky that um, I have a a very good friend, uh, Richard Lyons, who is both Irish and a recently retired veterinary surgeon. And Uh he he actually practiced here. I met him in Cape Town. He worked for the PDSA when I met him after I finished university. And he went he went back um, he went back and he he's worked in the UK for most of his career. But he has, he was recently retired and he's a member of the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons, which also gave me access to a lot of material which I wouldn't otherwise have had. Right. And uh, I also relied on Richard's knowledge to guide me in the veterinary techniques and 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 help me through the Irish stuff. Okay. So it, yeah, that was a, that was a, a a great a great find. <laughs> Now, I have to just um, share a quote from the book, if I may, because there was one particular paragraph that really made me laugh out loud with with just tickled me completely, Penny. And this is a description of Aileen as she is in the very early days of her studies. She has fought her way towards veterinary college by getting permission to first go and do sort of general science studies as a stepping stone into veterinary school. And when she gets to university, she finds herself being tormented by the men around her who simply do not accept that a woman should be in the class 
classroom with her. And you wrote as followed, and if I may, I just want to share this, this brief quote. I was determined to train myself against responding to the jibes by focusing on the work and my plans to become a veterinary surgeon instead. I imagine it was like schooling a skittish yearling in that hard work, consistency and resilience put in during the early stages would pay off in the long term. It was a pity, though, I thought, that many men were not as amenable, intuitive or sensible as horses. I love that quote. Penny, I mean, the reality is there were some men fighting in her camp. There were few and far between, but there were a few, you know, a few well-placed people who went, you know what, we can recognize the passion and the intelligence in this woman. She deserves a chance. Um, and and it, it's important to recognize their role as 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 allies, I guess you could call it. But she did face a lot of opposition, and not only from her fellow students and from the Royal College, she faced a lot of opposition within her own family. And Penny, it, it's, it was sad to, to read that and to know that it was based in truth. I know she took a lot of effort, she put in a lot of effort to try mm. and shield them from the consequences of her choices. Uh, that, that's, that, that, that is what happened in reality. It's not just something you, you made up for her story, was it? No, that's the truth. Um, Aileen's mother was a woman of the bedchamber to Queen Victoria. So she was um, in the court. Mm. And of, um, many people might know that uh, Queen Victoria was was not um, not a feminist by any means, despite what you might, might hope for her. And um, Aileen's mother was was absolutely appalled that, that Aileen would demean the cast name mm. and that, um, in fact, she, she thought that she might be dismissed from the court. Um, and Aileen's oldest brother, Charles, uh, took over the, um, uh, the patriarchal role of the family and he supported her mother. And certainly, uh, I mean, you have to read the book to discover that there was one brother who was on her side yeah. and who, um, who, who helped things uh, go along. But her family were, were, were really ashamed of her. So ashamed that when she, when she found a, um, the principal of the uh, new veterinary college in Edinburgh, who was uh, a very progressive man, and he'd recently, he'd recently established the veterinary college, and he, he was very excited by the idea of, of, of having the first woman veterinary surgeon graduating from his, um, his college. Yeah. When, she, when she found him and he accepted her, she enrolled under, um, under a, a pseudonym and she was, she was very glad that it was in Scotland and not in London where her family were, were living in London thereabouts. Mm. So she, and, and when, when it got to a point where um, she had, she, she, she graduated from the college but the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons wouldn't let her sit their professional examinations. Yeah. And the only way she could take the legal battle forward would be to go and fight it in London. And she actually decided against that because she she was actually defending her. She was protecting her family. I mean, yeah. she, she, she was protecting them against what they feared. I mean, she, she obviously hoped that it wouldn't be like that. But it, I found it very sad. She, she hoped throughout her life that they would reconcile and that they would be proud of her. But it didn't happen. Yeah. The saddest thing for me, the most astonishing thing for me, to, was to get right to the end of your book and see in your author's notes, Penny, that when she died, she actually left a substantial sum of money to the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons, despite what they had put her through and refused to open the doors for her. It just That just took my breath away. But how that happened and why that happened and how she got there in the end, we will have to leave to our listeners to read for themselves in The Invincible Miscust, the author Penny Hoare on the line to me from Heart Bay. It's uh, distributed in South Africa by 
Penguin Random House having been published by Sourcebooks Landmark. And Penny, quickly before we're out of time, I believe there is another work of historical fiction on the way with the same publisher. Yes, I was lucky to get a two-book deal from um, Sourcebooks. And the next one is called uh, The Woman at the Wheel. And it's um, it's also historical slash biographical uh, fiction. And it's based on the life of uh, Bertha Benz, who was the wife of the so-called uh, father of the automobile, Carl Benz. And there's a whole lot of stuff that um, that I've discovered about her that um, is pretty impressive too. So another extraordinary woman who's kind of gone under the radar for a long time. Not for too much longer, though. I look forward to reading her story when it's ready. Penny Hoare, thank you so much for joining us today, the author of The Invincible Miscust.